again. Da-da-da-da, believe it or not, Thompson isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I might be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, Thompson's not home. Beep. What the fuck, man? I, 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 I have no idea what excuse you're going to come up with for this. And you ran off before you had a chance to even fucking explain yourself, but what? You, you pissed in my aquarium. My fish are dead now because of you. Do you have any idea how much fucking beta fish cost? I'm out several grand now. That was not, that was an investment. Those were not just beloved pets, though they were beloved. Why, what possible, what could you possibly be getting? Like, were you drunk? I, I'm bewildered here, but. Uh, 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 excuse me, excuse me. Could I, could I interject? Uh, yeah, sorry, it's, um, my name's, um, Tenderwing McFarscape. I'm the oh, demon God. that Thompson uh, keeps okay. in his answering okay. machine. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, alright. Like, Thompson, I know Thompson's, like, Thompson's had to be trapped Get in Get him on the fucking line. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to hear any of this shit, dude. I, I, I'm not sure how he bound you, I'm not sure what agreement you have. I, I, I don't want to listen to you trying to trick me into hey, helping man. out whatever fucked up thing is keeping you tied to this well, well, if, look, plane of existence. If, I'm, not I'm not trying to sell you anything, although if you need a used car in Des Moines, I'm your man. But that sounds like an entropic, because I know that Thompson's not been, not left the house. This, the story that you just Why said... Why the fuck would the I trust machine, a demon? Why the fuck would I trust a demon, especially one in a... Get him on the fucking line. Get him on the fucking line. Alright, let's see, let's see. I'll see if I can get Thompson on. Thompson! Wake up! Yeah, of course. I'm surprised he isn't just complete. God, that was a lot of piss in that listen, thing. Listen, 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 listen. Pissing in a fish tank is absolutely something that Thompson would do. There was a time where but Thompson it's was my pissing. fish tank, and it was a very expensive fish tank. So I feel like I am obligated to a little bit of indignity. Didn't you ward your house against Thompson? It, it won't be the first time he'd figured out how to get around those, but sure. And. How are the fish? I mean, a lot of them are dead. Alexander, Napoleon, Genghis. Did you see? Uh, they're they're, they're f f fine. Like there's a couple. There's a couple that I think survived. Hold on, let me try to find them. Look. All right, the fish are gone. What the fuck's going on? Where did you get the fish? Like, it happened over a lengthy period of time. They're beta fish. Beta fish are expensive. I do not have the money to afford a tank full of beta fish all at once. Frank, 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 Frank. Would a man like you get beta fish? It's with two... T Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Do you remember anything about the beta fish except Thompson killing them with pissing in there? Um... I'm pretty sure several of them were... I'm pretty, all of them were named after historical conquerors. I remember that. Do you remember getting the fish food? Do you remember cleaning the tank? Okay, what you're, you're critiquing me as a fish... You're giving me, giving me shit about my ability to take care of fish tank? now? Where was the tank? It's, it was... No, that's a bookshelf. Um, no, 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 that's... That's the altar. That's, no, that's the other one. 
Oh, God fucking damn it. I'm not saying that Thompson wouldn't sneak into your house and piss into your fish. Piss. Piss into your fish. Piss into your fish tank. That's hard to say. But, did you have fish? I, I'm starting to think I did. Fuck. I think you got an entropic on you, buddy. Well, that, that's a different sort of it. Could, could you still get him online? Because there's an entropic on me, then he's at risk. Alright, alright. I'll just get on the other line. Hello, this is the Russian demon Thompson has in the, in the, in the switchboard operating system. Who would you like to speak to today? I was number one seller of cars in Novosibirsk. Would you like to buy like a car to, in Novosibirsk? I would like to speak to Fran- Sorry, I'd like to speak to David Thompson. Please hold, sir. Glory to great Soviet Union. Hey, Frank. What's up? Did you piss into my fish tank? I did not piss into your fish tank. Okay. Did I have a fish tank? Wait, wait, wait. No! I cannot, I cannot guarantee this. I remember a having a fish tank. Kind of. But the more I think about it, the more I think, no, I don't have a fish tank. I think we got an entropic problem, buddy. Entropic problem? What's an entropic? Th th those weird critters that basically, like, give you false memories of, like, your brother fucking your wife, that sort of crap. Oh, this is why I remember you fucking my brother. What? I had a problem. It was on my kitchen table. Uh, okay. I, I mean, were you offended? Not really. You'd be doing a lot of weird shit. You cut off my eyelids while I was sleeping, and I thought, what the fuck? And then you, you pretty quickly was like, oh wait, they're still fucking there. You know, they, I, I have spares. Um, yeah. It's like connect lenses. No, yeah, I get, I get you, I get you, I get you. Either way, they're expensive. You don't want to have to use one if you don't need to, right? Yeah, it, it, it feels like you were doing all kinds of, like, random things. Okay, you didn't fuck my brother, right? Uh... I, mean, I don't have one, the more I think about it, but for some reason... I Alright, I, I, ha I have a confession to make. Not your brother, but... Um, remember that lady... Never win, Frank. Francine. Oh, God damn it. It's like you weird. You're making this weird. <laughs> it was like, it's like that episode where, 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 where George's girlfriend looks like Jerry. It's fine. It, it, it does not make it less weird, for sure. I, I'm not sure if you want to impl implicate yourself as the George Costanza to my Jerry Seinfeld in this dynamic. I, I think we're just kind of both Kramers. That's true. Me because I come through doors quickly, and you because of the things you said on stage. Okay, let, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Um, we have a more pressing issue here. And it sounds like we have an entropic problem, and one, it means we need to get rid of this problem. Two, these well, things from the second book that no one's talked about for a hundred years? The 2E book? I think they're in the first edition book. There's so many fucking kinds of just, like, astral whatever the fucks that people rediscover every 20 years or so. Like, oh, hey, this would be really great to target my enemies with. How many fucking ways are is there magically to implant false memories in people? Oh, well, there's clear mancers. I'm, I think I'm assuming entropomancers. I think entropomancers could do that. Entropomancers. I believe bibliomancers got some of that shit. Bibliomancers. Yeah, there's lots of lots of false memories around. Yeah. I mean, and if we don't get full gnostic with it, you don't know. Like, no, no. The but universe could I'm be thinking last Tuesday. We don't know. But I'm thinking this is in tropics. So like, okay, there's a couple things we need to get done here. One, we need to understand them. So we can deal with them, too. That's step two. And then third one is figure out who the fuck sent these after us. I would only piss in my own fish tank, Frank. Well, that's, and that's my, good. And my, and my piss is good for fish. Listen, if you had a brother, I probably wouldn't have sex with him. Are you insulting my brother? No, but again, it would make the dynamic weird a bit, I think. That's true. It's out of respect to you, not out of disrespect to your hypothetical brother. I really appreciate that. Oh, hold on, hold on a sec. Yeah, what? No, I don't want... 
Okay, thanks, Francine. Okay, bye. <laughs> Sorry. God fucking damn. Isn't that dangerous, dude? Like, isn't there a chance that whenever the universe tries to fucking kill her, that you're gonna get caught in the crossfire there? That would be a test of our friendship. A a a a a good friend will lend you twenty dollars. Uh, a best friend will help you bar- bury a body. A bestest friend will help you bury their own female version body from another universe. I, I, I'm not talking just about that. I'm talking also about like the possible harm to you. Like whenever that final destination shit comes for her, there's a decent chance that it might end up hitting you in the process. That's what I'm saying. Eros, Thanatos. You get off on that. Okay. Sure. Fine. That's not surprising. <laughs> so back to Entropics. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes, let's please get back to those. I, I don't want to think about this any more than I have to. So, Entropics. These are a, a, a hoary, ancient, um, unnatural entity. Well, as ancient as any others, which is... I don't fucking know how long these things have been around for. They might be like 40 years old. The ritual to summon them requires the use of bad peyote. Yes. But the ritual involves elements that are not really the sort of elements you'd find in a Native American ritual. They're very much no. an appropriated... Um, Modern ritual, so I would say probably 1970s vintage. Were there even the cats ritual. in North America? The, I, I guess domesticized cats? No, there's definitely dogs. There's definitely dogs. I'm not sure there are cats. That's a good question. I don't know. There were wild cats. Yeah, like, I assume there were bobcats and stuff around, but I'm not sure if there were like, domesticated cats. Yeah, let's go down this ritual, actually, because I think it's important. Yeah, to stum- summon one of these things, someone had to get a hold of Suwiri, which is the bad peyote. Uh, colored chalk, cracked mirror, some prisms. I figured the chalk was around, the prisms were around. A prism and peyote. It's, that's a prism. Is I, very I, I, I as think well. you could probably substitute the prism with crystals. I know, but it, it also sounds very like hippie-ish. Oh yeah, I mean. definitely. But then there's also the blood of a freshly slaughtered black cat, which it doesn't say domestic cat anywhere. It just says the cat needs to be black, so presumably you could do it with like. A black bobcat or... Jaguar. Mountain lion, jaguar, exactly. Maybe. Trying to figure out the age of a ritual. There's really much point to it. Especially, well... Yeah, okay, no, I I walk back on that statement. There's usually a lot of reasons to do it, especially in the situation we're in. Now, there is a way to get rid of them. But but what is this? What are these things? Like, I've got... We've got false memories. And They're apparently just these things that are going to... Stick on us and give us false memories for a while. Uh, basically until we cast whatever ritual... Cast the ritual to get rid of them, which I got listed right here. Alright, let's see. We're going to need two significant charges, which will be kind of a pain in the ass to get a hold of. We need chalk, convex lens, all the hair off a live white cat. Oh, that's going to... So contact lens. So it, it has to be a new ritual. At and then peyote, but like, what... The good kind. Do you know what kind of peyote we have in the in the studio? Is it like the good or the bad stuff? I don't remember. That's a thing. Like I just sort of put them in bags, and I didn't mind. I I I sort of when I put them in the bags, I knew which was which. But then I came back, and I'm like, yeah. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's a bit. Okay, of so we're gonna need to find bag. someone. Literally a mixed bag. We're gonna need to find someone to separate those out. It's like the bad peyote will make our problem worse. It'll just give us really bad trips. Yeah, pretty much. So we might just need to take one for the team on that one. Can't we just, just like, we could proxy someone. Oh, that's... Yeah. 
We could probably, probably. Abel again. Although we've done that a Dude, lot. I, no, 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 not again. I, I, I ain't trusting that fucker again. And the, the problem no. is, the problem with setting an entropic after Alex Abel is there's not much more entropy that you could add to the ball, really. He's drinking. I don't want. I mean, since they got into all that fucking multi-level marketing shit, I don't want anything to do. I want less to do with the new Inquisition than I already wanted to do with it. Okay, but um, it sands the cat, which. We can get a hold of... It's going to be a pain, but we can get a hold of that. Uh, I think we have pretty much all this stuff lying around. Do you have any idea who'd want to do this to us? Because like It's not like we can see these things on the astral, right? But I, I don't even know what the fuck these things look... The fact that these are called, like, creatures is always weird to me. Because... This just seems like your every average... It just seems like a regular curse. The fact that it's considered, like, some sort of entity is weird to me. Yeah, well, it does. It is very curse-like yeah. in its operation. But the thing is, you can summon them and you can look at them, but they are just your own face. So, how much are they just a curse? Maybe that's what. What's the entity there? Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of wondered about that. Where do these things come from? Like, we have a decent idea with actual parasites. We have a decent idea with demons. It could be one of those things that just kind of gets sprouted from the universe, kind of like um. God, what the fuck are those things called? Um, non-entities. Just the chaff of, of the mystic grinder. There is something about them being perhaps linked to the self-destructive impulse, the imp of the perverse. Yeah. It's some sort of magical manifestation of the death drive or something. Yeah, possibly. But it, they do seem to be very much attracted to, like, order, or, like, um, the nascent order, like hitting people who are starting cults or starting groups. Well, that might just be sort of a selection pressure of most of the people getting targeted with these things are people starting cults. That, yeah, that could be a, a, a poor sample size here. People that are low enough on the totem pole, people that are high enough on the totem pole that they're drawing a lot of targets, uh, people targeting them and a lot of ire, but low enough on the totem pole that people aren't too scared to fuck with them. The thing is, entropics by themselves are kind of useful, to, useless to use against a powerful enemy, as Dirk Allen says, to, um, comparing it to throwing a drink in someone's face and then doing nothing. But if you were targeting someone who was a pony, an entropic, yeah, really this mess could up really life, fuck them up. There might be some groups that use things like entropics as a kind of like a hazing process. Sure. What would one's motivation be to cast this on themselves? Maybe to weaken your relationships for whatever reason. Like, if you want to... If just, just leave. <laughs> this is that thing where people will use magic to just do things that they could do non-magically, but don't have the stones yeah. to do it. Exactly, exactly. That's what the point of magic is, to do things, like, to exert your will. You can just kill a guy, you can just shoot him, you don't need to do all of But if it's... Yeah, okay, but the thing is, if someone is in your life that you have feelings for or whatever, like someone like your mother or yeah. or like best friend or something, but for whatever occulted reason you need to limit, you need to cut yourself off. And there's lots of rituals out there that require you to, and groups that require yeah. you to cut yourself off like cults do. Um, sure. And if you wanted to get into one of those cults, you need, if you needed to cut these people off and you were too weak to like just cut them off deliberately because it would, it would hurt too much, then you cast, you put an entropic on yourself, and then you have memories of all the betrayals that they've done, and then it becomes easier. Well, the key thing that I think would make entropics a bit more interesting, as far as like a tool to fuck with people, would be is if you some 
when you summon them, you somehow have control over, or you can have control at least over what m- fake memories you're going to be giving them, right? Well, the entropics as they're written, uh, they said to uh, focus on your fears, like your fear passion, your worst fears recycled into me- memory. Now, I'm wondering whether you could have something that's like the reverse of this, like a, a negentropic, something that basically... Imagine someone is a real fuck-up and a, a reverse entropic, a negentropic, attaches to them and gives them memories of all the good things that they could have done and haven't. Interesting. All right. Yeah, like... Well, another thing I was kind of thinking is, like, this could be a... Especially for the cult idea, right? This could be a very good way... Not just for cults, but for cult deprogrammers a bit. Anyone that wants people to have certain memories. Like, they think, do you know Michelle Remembers and all that satanic panic oh, shit? Oh, yes. So you could easily use it in a tropic to make someone believe that they were a part of a satanic abuse cult when they were a child. Sure. Like, if someone was in a group and you didn't want them to be in that group anymore. Yeah. Yeah, just be like, oh, yeah, don't you remember all this fuck? Th-? The, that's the thing, though. Like, you... Because you don't know what false memories the entropics mm. are going to be giving people. Mm. You can't really leverage that too much in a specific way. It just ends up being a broad means for magical harassment. But that's also interesting because it can mess with someone's perception of reality if there's also a lot of really real fucked up shit happening. Yeah. Like, for example, if you were close to someone and you wanted to do something that they really would not want you to do... You put an entropic on them, do the thing, and then blame the memory on the entropic. Bada bing, bada boom. Sure. Yep. Um, Though, what do the entropics get out of this? Are they legitimately feeding off people's fear and beliefs? What, like, how are these creatures, what are they getting out of this? Why, of all things, did they choose to make me believe that you pissed in my my non-existent aquarium? Well, clearly... It, it, it's tied to a deep fear that you have about someone pissing in your fish in your fish tank, or what is pissing in your fish tank? What is it? What does it represent to you? Oh, don't give lie down on the, lie down on this that, lie down on this all. couch, and we'll discuss this. Oh, Tell me about your mother. <laughs> yeah, don't get Freudian on me, asshole. I know your tricks. I know you're all young, all the time. We're youngians. <laughs> we're youngians in this in this house, motherfucker. That the entropic may not be sentient. It may not be alive. No, like, I, 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 well, I mean, like, what's it like? Most actual parasites aren't like sentient or aware or whatever. But you know, an animal is still motivated. That's true. What I'm thinking, like, it was described to in the fuck. how do these things reproduce. They might not. They might just be. They might just be a static produced, number of them. Or they might be produced by the ritual, like All they're right. there. There, if they are bespoke, or if they maybe the ritual just draws them out of you, they draw out that imp of the perverse that exists within you. If if we're gonna go Jungian, let's talk. We could talk about maybe they're the shadow. They're like the sure. Like, or, that would make or, sense. There's some sort of manifestation of the shadow, making the subconscious conscious, or and and also magical. That check out a bit. Uh, now I don't really want to go in too much about where. You know my 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 aquarium related fears or your eyelid related fears are coming from. Uh, I appreciate the degree of professional distance we got. It's probably because I, I spent too many times getting drunk and 
like leaving my contact lenses in overnight and just waking up with like crusty ass contact lenses. Yeah, I'll do peeling it. my eyes back and be like, oh, oh, oh. don't do that anymore. Why are these things called tropics of all things too? Because they increase the amount of entropy. They because they break things apart. But it is mm, a kind bad. of a weak yeah association. I figure there might be something else going on. Do you know if there's any um, connection between these guys and the Tropomancers? I don't think there's any specific connection, but perhaps they did um, derive from them. Well, what uh, could an Entropomancer get out of using one of these things? Or having one of these things on them? Not, I don't think they'd be able to help them charge because it wouldn't make them take risks. No, exactly. Like, well, maybe, actually. It could spur someone to, like, in the heat of passion harm someone or try to beat the crap out of someone that's her shit right maybe i wonder if entrapmancers have a greater degree of control over these things or something then there might maybe be they can that do have like imagine if there's a spell um yeah. that allows you to summon i can't remember the entrapmancer spell list don't think they have anything like that but being able to bind or control entropics would be interesting um, or just have a great finer degree of control of like okay normally the false memories given are whatever bullshit based off your insecurities the entropic can come up come up with but if it's an entropomancer they can do something more maybe and probably what that would end up using a lot is to get people pissed off of the entropomancer so the entropomancer can then get charged what about stealing memories like can't cleos do that sort of thing uh, I think so. I mean, actually, I'm not sure they can straight up steal them. I think they just maybe, oh, is it, fuck with them. Maybe, I mean, um, the one I know of that can deal with memories would be Mechanomancers, right? Yeah, oh, wait, wait. There's something that can steal memories. Is it the Kleptomancers that can steal memories? Maybe. Someone can. I, I mean, Someone I know, can. like, merchant avatars can trade them, but they can trade fucking anything. But that would be a really interesting way to get an idea of someone's greatest fears is to put an entropic on them and then... Offer to take the memories off them and then... Okay, that's a fun one. There's an interesting idea, yeah. I mean, this brings us to... uh, One of the reasons I'm spitballing about how and why these things get used is I want to know who the fuck threw these things at us. Mm. Do you know of any groups that use these guys much? Must have been Kate. What? What would would Kate do? Why? It's someone someone the listeners would know. (laughs) Don't be putting this evil on Kate. It was Greg Stolze. Oh, obviously. obviously. Actually, that's much more. (laughs) So there are uses. There are uses for these things. There are uses for these things. I have actually heard a bit about... I mean, getting back to non-entities, I have heard of non-entities using these things before. This may just be a very negative coincidence... Though I'm sure it's not just a coincidence. A coincidence is never just, but non-entities, yeah, they can do. They learn. They learn things pretty quick. Yes. Those, those, those um, philosophical zombies. They honestly, I think non-entities get kind of a bad rap. A lot of my best friends don't have interiority. Interiority is underrated and non-falsifiable. You mean overrated? overrated. Yeah, overrated. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I could I could be a P-Zombie, you could be a P-Zombie. Most of our listeners are probably P-Zombies. If you assume the existence of one P-Zombie, then it's hard to tell. That's where solipsism comes in, which is real nice, because you can just be everyone's a P-Zombie but me. But what if it was, like, the other way around? Like, everyone's a P-Zombie You're except the only that guy. P-Zombie. 
Yeah, that well, that's that's kind of the situation for non-entities. It is, uh, but that doesn't I mean, usually doesn't bother them because they don't have souls, whatever they are. So they just sort of exist. Well, the thing uh, with non-entities is that yes, around. they feed off, like they just pop out of they they just pop out of the statosphere out of reality, just as sort of an emergent property, and then wander around for a while, and then usually die violently yeah. in a way that's weird, but. Nobody really understands. They're kind of hard to kill because they're all just—they're just like Plato on the inside yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like it's like a chicken nugget, right? Exactly. Like they don't bleed. There's no organs. They're just little flesh. They're, they're, they're tofu things. people. They're tofu, tofu people. people. And there's nothing wrong with a bit of tofu. Generally, there—I uh, I prefer to have it fried in a bit of oil first. You know, tofu on its own is a bit bland, but you can do a lot with it. And that's non-entities are people crave—they're they're tofu craving to be spiced. And then they get addicted to spice and try to force it out of people. And that spice is powerful emotions. This metaphor is getting a bit tortured, maybe, but... That's it. That's it. That's, that's the problem, is that they... Tofu, and especially how tofu is represented in the West as a kind of, like, a meat replacement, when yeah. it really is its own thing. Because yes. you can have tofu and meat together in a, in a dish, and it's delicious. Um, but a lot of people, because of the way it was marketed in the 80s... Um, and because it's so associated with now with like soy boys and all that sort of thing, it's become a political thing when it's, it's, it's just a good way to eat soybeans. Yes. Sometimes you just want soybeans. Like there's nothing wrong with so, delicious uh, tofu. A, a, a nice soybean sponge. It soaks up whatever it's yes, in. Exactly. Which is, you know, why it ends up being kind of analogous to stuff like chicken because chicken also certainly doesn't have that much flavor to itself. It's about what you spice it with. Chicken has more flavor than tofu on its own, but... Tofu has... It depends on the type of tofu you're eating as well. Um, the tofu is all about the texture and all these sorts of things. So, anyway, to get back to non-entities. Yeah. Non-entities, yeah, they're like... The problem is non-entities are fine by themselves. Like, they could be... You could have a non-entity in your cabal and they can they can do things. They, they can, I've heard they of can. some non-entities having very positive relationships and marriages even. There you go. Well, you like go. It, it makes sense, right? Because they, they they seek powerful emotions. They're a lot better at listening than most people are. Sure, they yeah. usually skew a bit average, but if your relationship history is particularly below average, a non-entity can be refreshing. And then the nice thing there is that because there's sincere love on the part of the non-non-entity, that is a very powerful emotion that the non-entity wants more of and sure they could do the weird shit where they're trying to like torture people into loving them but i think anyone that's with someone long enough will realize like hey the best way to reliably get feelings of love out of this person is to treat them well and give them little gifts and like be a good spouse they, they they're easy to train it's true because they don't mind they don't mind whatever um, because they're not entities. Yeah. Uh, but how do you they're think this works? They're low maintenance. So they get a strong emotional impression from something when they're around yeah. strong emotions, and it's like it's the classic example is like the non-entity happens to be near two people falling in love, and the sure. non-entity like develops almost like a demonic urge to feel that emotion. It's like again. an addiction to this particular emotion, almost. But. Right. Right. 
And it, it often is portrayed that the stereotype is always very negative about these non-entities because they have no feelings, because they have no souls, they are quite psychopathic, but depends. I think it depends. It's like how not all psychopaths are necessarily bad people. They just they no. just don't have any empathy. Many but of them they are might surgeons. still have a Yes. Some of them have like their own moral code they follow or sense of like a uh, sense of fairness and things like this. Yeah. Um and non entities like that like dialed up to a hundred and I'm trying to think like what strong emotions can cover a, a gambit, like a lot of different not a gambit, uh, a gamut of a lot of different things. Like, what are some emotions that are strong enough to awaken a non-entity? Well, love is the easy one. Um, Loathing is the nice opposite. Um, Yes. Disgust, perhaps. Disgust, I think, would be a good one. That Um, would be very interesting because then the non-entity would be um, inclined to create disgusting situations. Yeah, it's a gross-out sort of thing. Um, Extremely powerful lust. Ooh, that's dangerous. Sure. Uh, sex magic is always dangerous, Stormson. That's true. That's true. Always use protection when practicing sex magic. That's. Remember, don't be silly. Ward your willy. Keep it wrapped, Jack. I don't know. Uh. Hey, man, you like you, you can't talk on this. You you're 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 fucking a never win. That's dangerous. That's fucking dangerous. Why? Why? Just because? Like, the because the universe want wants me. to kill them, Torpson. The universe doesn't want to kill me. No, but you could... This is my point. You can very easily end in the crossfire. Look, look. Just because someone is from a different universe... It's not that they're from a different universe. It's that the universe... This universe... We're not going to get in this Neverland shit again. All right, all right. Okay. Yeah, Later. Fucking later. Later, Um, later. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. I know you do. I know you do. So, this is interesting that... Actually, you bring up the fact that... um, the universe does try to kill devil when people because this is something that does also happen to non-entities if they are given something if something gives them an identity to a large number of people that makes them stand out um so you can, that's one of the ways you get rid of them is you publicize them to death so this could be literal cancel culture and the, followed by the universe literally canceling them Oh, I mean, yeah, it is interesting, like Neverwins, how they're just kind of a little glitch, for lack of a better term, glitch in the Matrix. And they're immune to magic. Which is is also... Very useful. Yes. um, Useful for a lot of things. So one of the interesting things there is that they never say anywhere that you... They can't do magic themselves. That's true, but the problem is... um, They can't get charges, presumably. They don't have obsession... You could probably use could, them to store charges. Yeah, what would happen safely. if a never one was ha- had some charges put in them? Would never that turn? Him, a, would that make him a real boy? You said never win. Oh, excuse see, me. This, You're right. this, this is your. I'm this getting. Is your, um, oh god! Your, your my my the, anti <laughs> my anti non anti microaggressions. Well, Andy never win. You're you're a um, a paro- your parochial prejudice against people from other other dimensions. Uh, it's not prejudice against people from other dimensions. It's prejudice against people that don't belong in this one. It's very different. Oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. All I'm saying is they should stay in their own dimensions. Blood and timeline, huh? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck.
But, yeah, like, what would happen if a non-Andy had some charges put in them? That's a very interesting thing. Would they become a real boy? Maybe. I don't think so. I could see them being a real boy, but still extremely boring. That's just their personality. They could go, like, could we turn a non-entity, like, a full Pinocchio situation? I mean, that would be a great objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out one of your friends is a non-entity and know that they get too much prominence, then the universe will delete them. So your goal is to... Give them a real soul. The non-entity has to be... It reminds me of um, that... Oh, this is such a Taika Waititi uh, trope with the... Um, oh, what's his name? The human that hangs out with the, the other... Like um, in uh, what we do in the Shadows. Oh, Guillermo? The no, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, okay. Okay. In the movie where they have... Um, the one human that's just a human, but the vampires yeah. like him, and he's just the most boring guy because yeah. he wasn't even an actor. It was an IT guy that they they brought into the movie because he was like very boring and mundane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that Taika did that for like the the, the Team Thor thing for Marvel. I mean, well honestly, the... the thing that keeps coming to mind here is like Data from TNG. Yeah, that's another good example. And a non-entity, the universe is out to get them. You could probably try to protect them from that with various ways. Sure. Same way you can protect them. The problem everyone. is, like, what if that was it? Like, that could be a great distraction for a cabal. Like, if you introduce, like, a, a character who's a non-entity and it, and it only becomes obvious that they're non-entity later, but the if the if the players like this non-entity, it puts the non-entity into danger because they're identifying yeah with the non-entity and then they have to be like oh no because of us because we like him so much well yeah that's the funny thing like projecting emotions onto them because like that that, this ties into the whole p zombie thing like it's totally unfalsifiable you Mm -hmm. can never be sure like the whole idea of interiority is super unfalsifiable whether or not someone has it yada 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 and that ties in with notions of projection projecting emotions onto people it's really easy to anthropomorphize someone who just looks like a guy. Well, yeah, like, in, I mean, Data is another great example of that. He says over and over again that he doesn't have emotions, but he has a lot of behavior that looks a hell of a lot like emotions. There's a, it's, it's like that they did a test um, on uh, anthropomorphization in people, and they had a whole bunch of people, they had to do a bunch of really mundane tasks with this little robot thing that would talk to them. And then at the end of the tasks, they had to, like, turn off... Like, the last thing they had to do before leaving was turn off this robot. And then, But the robot was programmed to say, please don't turn me off. And, like, like most people hesitated. I, I would just not do it. That's A lot of people didn't do it. A lot of people left it on because it asked. Yeah, it's like, all right, more power to you, all buddy. Right? There is a different level of uh, willingness to anthropomorphize in people. Yes. I think everyone anthropomorphizes. And I think this is going to be a big problem if we well, do pets. end up getting... Pets. pets, yes. Um, as we get better AI, this is going to be an increasing problem because we're going to have people who real jump, really jump the gun on anthropomorphizing and there'll be people that... You don't need to talk about refuse. this in the future like as it, something that's going to happen. Look at people with Roombas, dude. That's true. Like, that's this true. is already happening. But there will also be people who drag their feet on it and yes. refuse. To, if, even when it becomes quite obvious, um, they'll be like, no, it's a robot, it's a machine. How can it, how can it feel? Um, it's going to be complicated. 
And this is what we can see now with... This happens a lot with various um, entities. Um, Clockworks, for example, are something that's somewhat similar to non-entity in this respect. In terms of people, some people just easily accept a clockwork as another individual person um, and apply personhood to a clockwork and other people are quite happy to like take a clockwork apart despite its protests i mean to be fair some people are willing to do that to people too they're just less that is less common yeah there you go yes well that's well, my surgeon actually what is a common. surgeon but someone perfectly happy to take a person apart yeah de- dehumanization is also something very like human human beings have two great powers we can we can humanize things and dehumanize people well and this ties in with the whole sociopathy thing how most people with that are perfectly fine they just don't experience much uh, empathy which how much empathy isn't is or is not just projection on the part of the observer is pretty fiercely debated in theory certain theory of mind circles and often people and empathy is often seen as something that's like a net always a positive thing yeah but lots of like con artists have good empathy a lot of bad people use empathy and have empathy it, yeah it's about ethical <laughs> behavior not some sort of feeling behind that the feeling behind it doesn't matter that much lots of people do really shitty things and feel bad about it afterwards that's true. Or but a lot of people um, are able to turn off their empathy. Or and this is my 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 um, objection always to when people are people will use sociopath or psychopath, for example, as like when I hear people talking about sociopath and psychopath, I could take I feel like I take most things that people say and just replace it with witch or yeah. like just bad person. Um, it's it's very sort of unclear. Um, and very dehumanizing when people talk about not just psychopaths, but also other people like neurodiverse people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, reduced empathy, empathy in the clinical sense, not the colloquial sense where it's your ability to, because like that, that is an important thing to, uh, point out. There's clinical empathy, which is like your ability to instinctually get and feel the emotions of those you're interacting with. And then there's, like, colloquial empathy, which is your ability to relate to people and understand their happiness and misery on, like, a some sort of level. A lot of people that aren't so good at the first one learn to do the latter on a more conscious level. It's a choice, almost, then. And then you could be like, well, maybe they're the better person because they made the choice. I mean, that's kind of the thing with non-entities. I feel bad about these guys because, like, talking about them is so much more interesting than talking with them a lot of the time. Well, because that's the thing. They have to be boring. If they're not boring... Well, yeah, and that is an excellent point. Their boringness is survival instinct. And it's, it's, it's really the core of who they are. Like, I would assume that if you took a non-entity out of its cultural milieu and placed it in another one it would immediately just be destroyed by the universe because it would become notable this is like that david mitchell bit about like uh not wanting to appear notable but not being so unnotable as to appear notable like non-entities have to just be one of the pack of wherever they happen to be um which does make me wonder whether 
like we have this image of non-entities as being very like gray suit yeah. um, kind of person, but like a non-entity that spawns in like a hippie commune is gonna be a boring hippie. <laughs> yep. Now, I mean, and that that whole thing about standing out is interesting to me because what I've heard happen to a lot of non-entities is that they become so normal in really weird ways. That they end up standing out to the universe. You're, being, you're so noti- so notable to be in and of itself notable. So unnotable. Is that the word? I can't remember. Yeah, so so indistinct that they become distinct. Like, some fun ones I've heard is that a non-entity that got really into collecting Hallmark cards, they'd frame them in their apartment. And the Hallmark card should be open to, like, the middle if it's it's just it's it's the yeah it's it's a, it's a typography the card. It's yes, typography it's, it's not the front. It. He, he no. just folds the he folds it and just the frames just the inside. Yes, another one, one I heard about style. got really into bottled water, like in an, a hobbyist capacity. Bottled water that could but that could be something like an adept could do that as well. That's that's a specific sure, enough, but it's sure. Fluoromancy. Fluoromancy. <laughs> Like fluoride. Okay. Yes, exactly. Nice. Uh, what else is something that's normal, but like weirdly normal, but weirdly normal? I I just imagining like a non-entity who's just he's listened to all of Joe Rogan. <laughs> just does it work? Yep. Just yep. does it work? And just and doesn't just make repeats. a show out of it. Just every time, like oh, time to watch, time to watch some Joe. That would be a good way for a non-entity to survive because, like they would be able to have opinions that seem like opinions, but also they'd seem like very boring opinions. But inconsistent in the, the, that, that way, that's kind of important. Because everyone has a bit of inconsistency in their political opinions, I think. Well, maybe that's it. Like, non-entities are completely consistent. What I'm kind of wondering about is what were non-entities like in the past? Like, before mm-hmm. modernity? Would it just be like a peasant and his plot of land would pop up? In the countryside somewhere and just be like oh okay i don't think that they would exist on like in peasant like in small towns more more because you, they you, would be they have to exist in urban environments yeah so you think not entities are sort of an urban phenomenon mostly yeah not necessarily a modern phenomenon but like yeah like if it's ancient egypt a non-entity is gonna look like just any other ancient egyptian and sure. it's gonna have very boring opinions about things I have no opinion on the switch to monotheism that we're going through recently. I shrug, shrug shoulders. Right, exactly. And it has to be, I think, a non-entity usually, rep, like, it's usually someone or appears to be, like, the, whatever the dominant group is within the city. Sure. Because any, like, for two reasons. One is that, like, being a member of any any minority group at all is notable within a society, and that would not be survivable for a non-entity and two, like usually smaller groups, like distinct identitarian groups within a larger city, tend to pay attention to each other. Yeah. It's like 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 a lot of cities are just a whole bunch of small towns thrown together. Um, except, so a non-entity has to be part of the monoculture, like whatever it happens to be within the the society. It, it's more well, and something that's said in the war game book that is very interesting to me is how they explicitly. They, they specify that the majority of non-entities are men. Sure. Which is interesting to me because that sort of ties into notions of male is the default, that sort of shit. 
It also ties into ideas of like interchangeability. Yes. Um, and ideas of just the inherently dehumanizing effect of cities. Yes. So I wonder there might be environments in which you could get more female non-entities. Perhaps. I think there would be. I think there definitely would be. But yeah, it ties into the dehumanizing effects of. Um, I mean, I, probably there's probably a dimension of just you have a lot more men in social in um, urban environments, especially that just don't have social circles than yeah with women. So a not um, a male presenting non-entity is more likely to survive for a long period of time than a, That's a true. woman That's true. because. Like social circle. I think you're more likely to get like more female non-entities these days. Yeah, I'd agree on that because too. of the attention. Like, I'd say the big thing is like a man that just keeps to himself at work and just does the work and doesn't really talk to people outside of occasional small talk stands out more than a woman. Women have more of an expectation to be involved in a social community. Well, so stands out less than a. Oh yeah, excuse stands me. Stands out less. Out less. Thank you. Yeah, stands out less than a woman. Women have more of an expectation of that. It might, it might just be the assumptions of the war game itself. This is know. also true. This it was the late nineties. I'm thinking. Um, I, I mean, the other thing is, is in... nowhere non-entities would probably do very well. Speaking of war yeah, gaming, yeah. the military. Maybe. Yeah. They wouldn't stand out much, of course. But I could very much see a certain. Uh, I could very much see. Uh, military leaders finding out about non-entities and be like, is there a way that we can find them and weaponize them? Because it's just like, hey, infantry without the uh, without the ethical concerns because they don't have souls. There is there is something that was that was turned up on the um, unnatural phenomena website or the original John Tynes uh, unknown army site. Um, a post from. 2003 by Insect King um, about the CIA having a place called the, what they called the Shucking House um, which was basically a, a house that where it used to have um, a family with 10 beautiful sons who were all called to fight World War II and not one of them came home and then the house fell apart and for years it just sat, it just sat there an empty house of lost dreams and bad memories um, and then it was discovered that every now and then someone was popping out of this house just someone was popping out of the house the house itself, the shucking house was creating non-entities for whatever reason and then, according to this document, a team of men claiming to be from the War Widow Society moved in. And basically, it was, it was later used by the CIA to get agents. Um, free agents. Well, yeah, you don't have any personal connections to worry about, right? And that's the perfect... Um, a non-entity is the perfect agent because they're so non-notable. They um, that. And that's what you want in a secret agent is... Yeah. Uh, Something like that. But my problem is, like, they're not, you can't really train them um, in the same way that you would train an operative. Um, because if you take, uh, well, you'd have to train them very, very well. I'm just wondering because, because a non entity is very much a product of the society from what it comes from, if you send, if you train your non entity and send them to Russia or China, they're going to stand out. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they are good. I mean, I have heard that they learn pretty quickly. That's true. They don't That's learn true. super they well, but they up... learn quickly. They pick up languages yes. well. 
you know, they don't have any extended loyalty, so you just tell them, hey, we want you to do... They're like, I can see them as spies that don't even really know that they're spies. They're just... That's true. So yeah. the, their handler is like, I want you to do this, and they're like, all right. And then they do that. They don't really think much about it. Yeah, it's sort of like how... Um yeah, they don't think because they don't think. They just do things. It's also a very good um, uh, trigger event for a character that's a federal agent. You know, anyone that's, sure. you know, likely to have killed someone in the field. They kill someone and the person is just gray, gray spongy matter inside. I, I feel that, that that does, like, as a scene, as a trigger event scene... Like having like uh, some green um, agent, like FBI or CIA or whatever, being taken to this mundane house and told to sit in front of a cupboard until a guy pops out seems very. Oh, I don't think it's even me. that. Just like you're supposed to live there normally, and then every once in a while, every like three odd months, a guy pops up in there, kind of acting like he's always lived there, and you're like, "Yep." It, it might be like a few hours before you realize, "Oh, fuck." This is not Andy. It's not just some dude. It's just your roommate. Yeah, you just—it's like you think about it for a bit. It's like, wait, when did I get a roommate? Oh shit! <laughs> that, that's pretty good. You wake up in the morning, and he's just there making coffee. Hey, wait, wait, who are you? Oh wait, shit, you're my roommate. Um, that's interesting. Hey man, so- I need you to do me a favor. Like that, that's probably how it's phrased, right? Like it's not even like this. High espionage spy should like, hey man, can you do me a favor? Can you just like take this briefcase downtown, drop it off in the park? He's like, oh yeah, sure, man. If you were the CIA or some secret group like that, and you were had like, if this shucking house is a real thing, a good way, if you know how non-entities work, you could just take them to Guantanamo Bay and sit them next to someone being waterboarded and wait for the non-entity to awaken and become addicted to this particular emotion of horror and being tortured and then be like okay you're our new torturer yeah but i think they probably end up standing out pretty quickly with that one not necessarily not in guantanamo bay um there's this if there's this particularly kind of out there spacey but very enthusiastic torturer i think that guy would eventually become pretty notable to the uh prisoners that is but will that happen if you have a bunch of them Okay, can, interesting. Can, can, can non-entities band together and Guantanamo Bay them? just has the most boring torturers in the world? Maybe. That would explain... that. Have you seen those images of the Guantanamo Bay gift shop? I have not. Where they have, like, minion t-shirts? Minion t-shirts? Of course they do. Of course they do. Cursed fucking things I've ever seen. That's just, that's just bad taste. It does seem to me... That the danger of non-entities is how well they could be misused. And perhaps their non-entities being wiped out by the universe... Because it, it often is never really explained. And I think I'd like to get back to this at some point. Like, there's certain entities, certain phenomenon that get edited by the universe. And to me, that is... I'm like, okay, who's doing the editing? And people say, well, it's not supposed to be there. And I'm like, who's doing the supposing? I mean, who's it makes sense to here? me that the universe has some sort of built-in air checking. Does it, though? I mean, what's an, who defines what an error is? The clergy, presumably. That, that's what I mean. So I'm, I'm thinking that when people are I mean, it's not like the clergy... 
It's like the universe is just run individually by the clergy. They they built something, and it's supposed to run itself to a certain degree. Well, that's the thing. Like from the clergy's point of view, if you was like non-entities would be too useful to too many like mundane groups of people, as you said, soldiers, employees, they would be the the best replacement for humanity um, imaginable. But like they could easily just run out of like they could become social gray goo just like like reproducing and just replacing yeah everyone. and can from a the non-entity point of view, that's bad can a non-entity reproduce presumably they can fuck normal sense because they're because they're like anatomically correct and fully functional yes of course multiple techniques I do love how the second fucking episode of TNG, like, all right, or early was our first orders of business. We gotta establish that the android fucks. This yeah, is very important fucks. that we do in the second fucking episode. Acquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Um, well, no, you see an android, and the first thing that you think is like, "Does this guy fuck? How does he fuck?" And then they answer, it's like, "All right, excellent. I, I don't need to worry about this anymore." I wonder if, like, I I, I feel that like non-entities if they got married and had kids like what is it like being a, a half non-entity i mean well like if they're just like nondescript get gray sponge inside i'd imagine that would preclude a woman from carrying perhaps perhaps but magic i don't know magic can't, finds can't a way it's true sure. magic finds a way like what would it be like imagine if there was some kind of like my par- one of my parents is a non-entity, or both your par- both my parents are non-entities, uh, which could be interesting. Like, what sort of powers? Like, imagine if you were like. I mean, they don't who- have they don't have DNA, right? So uh, I'd yeah, imagine but- a non-entity would just be a clone of the other. If it's half non-entity, then they'd just be a clone, right? That's true, but like again, magic finds a way. Yes. DNA is just physical. It's just it's physical. It's true. It's a manifestation uh, of of the of the etheric aura energy. Uh, it's all it is. Genes are uh, fake. Genes are entirely fake. Can you tell me what a gene looks like? I don't know. I'm assuming blue. There you go. There you go. Like, they feel like the kind of things that you could split into and have two appear. Yeah, know. but it's they're just... shorter. That's where Danny they're DeVito shorter, came yeah. from. Danny DeVito is too notable. Hmm. Well, yeah, maybe he was a split on Andy that then found the way. I don't know. I may just be making a shitty joke at, uh, at the expense of a man's height. Uh, possibly possibly but he makes that joke too so uh but he because he's allowed to um uh, i'm not short so yeah that's 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 yeah right. i can't do it it's like it's it's it's, Fra- it's height stolen valor Fra- frank officially um talking shit about our short kings so much prejudice against the against the extra universal and the short no wonder you got cancelled when he went on stage. No wonder you're Kramer. There's all this talk about short kings. What about short anti-monarchists? I'm not for any sort of king, short or otherwise. No, 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 no short gods, no short kings. No, no short gods, no short kings. <laughs> well, see, this is something I was kind of thinking about. Is all right. We've talked about non-entities and we've talked about entropics today. How would we go? How would one go about using these in the war game? You think? What would a non-entity character be like? A non-entity character would be quite difficult, but well, because immunity to magic is yes. is powerful yes. in a way, um, and the the high number of wound points is useful. Um, I would say they're not going to have a passion, or they won't have passions. They won't have an obsession either. I think 
They could have an urge, like a demon. And may they gain one. I, I would like to say... Well, yeah, that's actually something a... that could be interesting, is that non-entities gain an urge whenever they gain a identity other than non-entity. Mm. Mm. It's, it's hard because you have to figure out a way to make sure that they're... Like, to deal with the fact that the universe wants to kill them. Like, to nerf that in a way that's elegant and makes sense. Um, um, I mean, the easy thing that comes to mind is, like... You roll a D100 at the start of a session, and depending on some sort of measure of notability, if you roll under a certain number, then something happens during that session in which the universe tries to violently kill them. That's interesting as a, like a like a ticking clock sort yeah. of element, L- like like a Call of Cthulhu character slowly going insane. But it's like the non-entities, um, it's, it's going to get deleted by the universe eventually. It's a matter of when. And they can some, delay some it. Some people would be happy playing that. Some yeah. people would be no, happy absolutely. That I think some people would be very into that. The idea of just playing a guy that is just, like deeply metaphysically boring, but also all the questions of interiority and what is the measure of man sort of stuff also comes up with that, which is very interesting. They're immune to magic, just, so we assume they can't do magic. But maybe there's some magic they can do. I figure they could probably do the, ste- the steps of a ritual, but they couldn't maybe do a casting role. I think they could participate in ritual magic, um, and I will use this. What I um, I base this on is the fact that that oh, who was it? There was a discussion over. There's a Jewish ritual called the Binyan, which requires a, a number, a certain number of men. Um, and there was this rabbi who was dis- who uh, was talking about whether or not a robot would be a a cromulent participant in a ritual of that nature. And I believe the answer was yes, perhaps, <laughs> as long as he came from the factory pre-circumcised, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> or, or post-circumcised. Um, as long as this robot doesn't have a foreskin, we're good. Oh, and one of the two engineers that need that worked on him needs to... At least one of the engineers that worked on him needs to have been a Jewish woman. That's the other th- criteria. Of course, of course. We're a Jewish robot, yes. Um, oh, that's interesting. That's a plot. That's like um, if your programmer... If your creator is a Jewish woman and you're a robot, that means you're also Jewish. That's true. Ah, that's kind of cool. Maybe not for UA, but for some sort of game. Clockworks. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah, a clockwork made by a Jewish uh, woman named Mechanomancer. Jewish? Would be technically Jewish. Be Jewish well, yes. they could easily argue it. Well, but does that not just provide even further proof that they're Jewish? That's true. That's true. <laughs> We're going to get cancelled. Just like these non-entities. <laughs> um, if we haven't already. What else do we say about the non-entities? I think we've covered them pretty well. Um, I'm not. I just not yeah. Sure. I just want ideas for using them in the game. Like as a characters, they're a lot of fun. I think I still find that the idea of them being in a loving relationship with someone, I'll be maybe a somewhat one-sided one, is very interesting. You know, non-entities remind me a little bit of. Um, oh, you finished watching uh, the Return, right? Oh uh, yes, makes... the Tulpas, the Coop. The Coop Tulpa, yeah, yeah, yeah the one uh, that, Dougie, like, Dougie. you, yeah, 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 yeah you Well, Dougie's the best character of the entire show, so. Yes, 
and he was in many ways very similar to a non-entity. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Well, like that's enough. That is like a legitimately great example of just how much projection and little bits of characterization can make a character extremely endearing. Yes, because like at the beginning of the return. The Dougie bits are excruciating. They're just so boring and slow paced. It's like, no, I want to see these other guys. And yep. Lynch knows exactly what he's doing. And then by the end, you're like, Dougie, what, what's going to happen oh, to no. Dougie? There was no Dougie. Dougie wasn't real. Sad. And you're sad. They, they, get, an, they get another coop, don't they? At the end. Well, yeah, it comes back. Genie and... We're getting into spoilers territory now, and yeah. it's also complicated because I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like with David Lynch, you're like, it's spoilers, I guess, but it's also like, <laughs> I say sure. this doesn't really explain that much. It's like, what universe are they in? I mean, wait. Um, what timeline are so, they in? Yeah. Um, shit. What timeline? What universe? Who's the Tulpa? Um, that's such a good show. Very UA. Um, yes. Anyway. Yes, extremely. But I do think, when I read non-entities, I do think it, they're very Lynchian in a way. Um, the sort of scenario that, that a non-entity fits is very, yeah, it's bizarre, but it's also mundane. I, I definitely would like to include a non-entity in the next game I run, I think. Yeah, you'd have to just think about um, who they're going to be. Like a player character is interesting, but you'd have to like figure out. Yeah, it's something that you'd really need to figure out with the um, with the player, and that that's a whole thing. But like, I mean, as you can prove, as Dougie proves, it doesn't take that much to make a character endearing. That's true. That's true. But then, yeah, and I like the fact that they could they could they could disappear at any point. Um, And the thing is, like, they're killed by the universe, aren't they? They're why, like, like in the way the universe kills never win? Well, there's here's the question. Then here's an interesting question. I remember you had that idea about the never one that acts as an assassin for the universe to kill other never one. Yeah, could a non-entity do that with other non-entities? Um, perhaps actually. Uh, but why would they? Why would they need to? Like, it's something to do. It's a hobby. Something to do. Something to do. It does. It seems like it may be something like an honesty, but uh, I, yeah, maybe. But is it like the thing about the Neverwind guy? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like not Andy's. There's this implicit like, all right. There's only so much personality and character traits that this guy can have yeah. before you're kind of breaking the rules a bit. I'm wondering what happens where, like, can you get like a non-entities, if they can survive, like awakened non-entities are, are, are one thing, but can non-entities survive in groups by becoming non-notable? In, I don't know. Well, yeah, like, I think you had a whole town of them. I figured that would draw. I mean, yeah, like that—that's a thought that came to mind for me too. And it would have to happen purely out of like happenstance. Uh, I feel like that would almost like draw too much attention to them. Like one of the nice Not things. Necess- not necessarily. What if it was like an entire non-entity town? It was just another town with a single like well, a single stoplight, a general store. Any group and, of uh, people <laughs> is going to have some sort of notability that arises in that group, right? Just organically. Who's the mayor of the Maybe. non-entity town? By virtue of being but, the mayor, is he not now notable? Only to non- other non-entities. 
But the, the, on, he's still on, notable. Like how, how notable. many small town mayors do you know? I don't know any mayors, dude. That's true. exactly like, like the, the fact. But that I, they don't need to be notable on a global a scale. I think. I think it's more of a thing of just you have a critical mass of people that are thinking about them, that perhaps, are aware perhaps. of their existence. Well, that's it because maybe the town doesn't have a mayor, um, and that's the thing. Like someone, comes yeah, into like this it, town. And it, it looks perfectly well organized, the, but there's no like like the, the biggest business is a diner, maybe a grocery the, store. The non the non entities are like desperate to get people out of the town, but in a in a in a way that's not notable. <laughs> They're like we have to bore them out. Um, Although that's not yeah, like, I think something comes. that comes to mind is I figure like the most notable you can be while still being non notable would be like. Store runner of a wall, the manager of a Walmart, like that, that. That's you know you're still in a leadership position, but there's so many of those out there that you're like you don't really stand out at all. So yeah, some unintentional non-entity mecca that's arisen somewhere in Middle America that could be a lot of fun. And then and maybe there's something there that uh, protects them for the most part, as long as people aren't aware of the town or the town is non-notable. Yeah, it's, so as it's long some... as the town is. Not well known. Yeah. They're safe in the town. Something about town, like it's not on maps, really. It, like pretty much all the population is not Andes, and it has a very small population, nothing more than like a couple thousand, right? The, the thing is, it's like if the town becomes notable, then the town itself will get erased. Um, so how do players interact with that conceptually, or well, that concept rather? It could end up being erased in little chunks. It doesn't need to happen all at once. Okay, how about this? The players have to solve a mystery in the town sure. before the cops find out about it. Like, there's been a murder or something, and they have to... Oh, there's something that has to be sorted out because if anyone other than the players sort it out, like, it will draw attention and wipe the town yeah. off the face of the earth. This is an interesting way of, like, keeping the players... Like, I mean, what it could one, one thing that could be is, like, all right, you're locals of this town. You're also the only non non-entities in this town that would be a hilarious sort of like i'm imagining like a town meeting scene where like the whole town is there it's like we have something to tell you you're the only ones with souls in this town you have to help us the rest of us are npcs yeah yeah we know this is a game no no like like actually that's interesting because imagine if like something happened in this town um and they have to sort of yeah there's some mystery to solve maybe uh, probably a death like so, maybe someone coming in from outside, and they need someone to. I don't know what would it be. What would it be that the mystery they have to solve? I mean, a murder is good because, like, what are the dynamics of a non-entity being murdered? There's probably not a police department there, really. Maybe there's a sheriff at most, or there's a few sheriffs that are all called the sheriff. Like it's a singular, but there's actually several. Just sheriff. You don't even know his name. He, you, you fu- and you know, sort of shit like, you know, they, they find a murder s- suspect, they trail them back to their house, they're staking them out, and all they do once they get home is they just stare blankly at the wall until 8 in the morning the next day. Why would any of these sheriffs, like, if it's a whole town... They're just always in the in the sheriff's station. That's a fun meta thing, actually, because like the more you point it, like every time they point out like a plot hole, the universe starts to break down a little bit. That could be interesting. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely fun stuff you can do with non-entities. I think um, they they 
they aren't used as much as they should be. Though, the other thing I think, my, my other question is, how, what's some fun ways to use uh, um, entropics? Entropics are, well, this is why I had the idea of the um, negentropic. Um, and I was thinking of doing it in a way, and I might steal this for my for um, for, for 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 the project for um, stuff. If things, yeah, for stuff. If there's a way to take entropics and convert them into negentropics to make people into better people, that might be something. I mean, how someone reacts to a shitty emotion, a shitty false memory is up to them. Like, sure, you find a memory of. Like, say you have a memory, you end up game playing with a memory of your brother sleeping with your wife, but then you think about it for a while and you really come to realize, like, wait, my relationship, my marriage has been terrible for a long, long time. You know what? I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm very happy for you guys. I hope you're better for each other than, than we were. That like, it's very upsetting maybe. in the moment, but then it leads to personal growth. Well, that's the thing. Like, entropics can break. Maybe casting an entropic on people in a toxic relationship it could work. Well, sure, yeah. It's just that you don't have much control over it. Now, I guess a negatropic would be like, okay, they give you positive memories, which also can have some really terrible consequences potentially. I'm also wondering, like, we've got we've got ne- we've got the noble there. We've got like so we've got an, an egentropic would go after someone's noble passion and the entropic tends to go after like Their fear, yeah. but also rage? Or is there like one that's just for rage? If figured's fear mostly yes, yeah, thing like fear and rage go very strongly together. Isn't actually isn't there some sort of like astral parasite sort of thing that feeds on rage? I thought there was. Uh, yes, I, I assume there would be. There would be. I, I remember that being written up somewhere, but I'm not sure. Yes, I, I, I always like to... Because fear and rage are the obvious sort of ones to poke. Yeah. And so anything that pokes the noble yeah. passion, I think, is interesting. Like, imagine some sort of astral entity that fed on your noble passion and just made you a better person. Well, it encourages you to be a better person. And then that has fun things of like, oh, wait, am I only doing this because I had this astral parasite latched onto me? That was giving me even more dopamine than usual for... Doing good things I thought were good, or well, that would be that would be an interesting like um, a a GFC group, um, like because that, in terms of it's a moral quandary because if you come across a GMC group that is deliberately attaching like negatropics or positive emotion astral parasites onto people, like and it, they they can look at it, they can just say like look we're we're making things we're making the world a better place that sounds like and, something a Mac like, attacks group would do. Yes. Without really thinking it through very much beforehand. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. But there is yeah, there's, there's moral questions of like, okay, uh, is, is, isn't this just like a form of mind control in a way? Like, um, entr- like negentropics as like a Stepford wife type thing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of fucked up. And like, I mean, the, that's the thing is like with... Um, Good memories, I think you are more encouraged to not dwell on them so much, right? To like dwell on details and really see those holes in it. When it's some, when you when you're, it's the whole thing of like it's often easier to remember the good from the past than the bad, which is one of the big reasons we tend to think of everything being better in the past than it is now. Oh yeah, the rose-colored glasses. Yes, sort of exactly. Thing. Like it's the rose-colored glasses, so we don't want. 
when we have those memories, we don't want to disrupt them as much. So we're less likely to realize that didn't happen than with entropics where, you know, you're dwelling on this and you're like, wait, did that actually happen? I don't want this to have actually happened. One thing that's interesting to me about entropics is they kind of have a blast radius, right? Because not only do they fuck with the memories of who they're targeting, they're fucking with the memories of anyone that's involved. Which is interesting, yeah. If you can't, if you are somehow able to target an entropic, like come up with the memory yep. or something, could you somehow use that to create a domino effect where you create a false memory for everyone? Well, think about this. Instead of putting an entropic onto your enemy, put yeah. an entropic onto someone who's close to your enemy. Oh yes, exactly. That's harder to trace, and they're like less likely to know what's going on. Because in Entropic, you can, there's ways to learn that it's on you, like with the Aura Sight and things like that. But if you're getting those, if you're getting the effects, the range effect, um, maybe it's 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 a lot harder to figure the, the out. The main thing is that, like real life blast radiuses or radii, excuse me, um, they're so unpredictable. There's no guarantee that if you target someone close to this person, that that person's then gonna end up with false memories too. Man, it would be such a fucked up thing to do with you if your enemy was a dipsomancer. Entropic is like it's it's funny that like Dirk Allen was the one that was saying like oh it's don't worry about it they're not it's not it's just like throwing a drink in the face it's not much, but to me like a a, a dipsomancer is someone who's going to be having a lot of blackout drunk, drunk times and a lot of That's the, the, the morning regrets. That is very and true. It's super easy. Super easy to put an entropic on them and have them be like, oh, what have I done? Well, the easy solution it. there is just never stop drinking, which many dipsomancers do. That is true. If your that personality is, is just stuck as the one that comes out when you're blackout drunk, then that's just the new you. That's a way to turn someone evil because people will justify what they've done. Because if they have a memory of doing something... They will often, instead of like going back and like, I did the wrong thing, they will instead double down, like yeah. come up with reasons for why they were justified to do it. If you were trying to turn someone into a worse person, like giving their memories of doing bad things, that and then instead of them like going like, oh, I'm terrible, that they were like, oh, I must have had a good reason for doing that. That 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 really that's that's where you get the entropy coming in because it really does break down relationships. This is like a reverse of that Ben Franklin trick. There's a, there's a story that Ben Franklin, um, he had a political enemy and he um, borrowed a book off this guy. So he right. went up to him and said like, oh, I've heard you have a great library. I, I would like to borrow this book. And then, the, and then the, the political enemy lent the book because it was a situation where the political enemy was in a position of he could like give largesse and he'd be received compliments on his library from Ben Franklin. So he lent him a book. But after that, he was nicer to Ben Franklin because he was lending the book because his ego had been stroked. But he couldn't reconcile that with the fact that he didn't like Ben Franklin. So he abandoned disliking Ben Franklin instead, rather than All right, staying with the um, contradiction. So it's a reversal of that. Huh, okay, that's fun. Yeah, I can, I can dig that. Um, For certain people, like, if you put a fake memory in their head of doing something awful, um, they'll feel bad, but then they'll, in order to protect their ego, they will come up with being like, oh, I never liked that guy. Or Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of ways to retroactively justify that. I mean... 
you know, all that Mandela effect shit, right? Yes. I remember something wrong. Oh, obviously this isn't just me having some sort of weird memory. No, the universe was fucked up in some way that's given me these false memories. I wonder if there's any connection between the Mandela effect and entropics. I, I mean, as we established, there's like a ton of things that can fuck with mem- how one remembers the past. So I, I doubt it's yes. just one thing behind that. And yeah, a lot of it is just stubbornness and people refusing to believe that they remembered something wrong. What if you put an entropic on someone who is notable, who is well known? Like, like what if, like a presidential candidate? You cause you could cause like a scandal that didn't actually happen, but everyone remembers it happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this is a thing, right? Of like, if you can set up the right sort of thought and put that seed in someone's mind, so it has a blast radius to everyone connected with that thought and changes their memories too, then you could cause a much larger chain reaction if it's the right fear. Yes. I think it might be difficult to do it perfectly. You'd have to like you'd have to have a lot of prep. I, I think just one of the things that's I keep kinda of coming back to is I think these guys are a more interesting tool if it's something that you can mess with a bit intentionally. Like you can figure sure. out what memory you want you want to put in them. Like maybe something like to put an entropic on someone, you need to know what their fear identity, their fear passion is. That's a requirement yeah. for the ritual. But yeah. once you have that, then you can target it. And that would be interesting because it would encourage people to broadcast a fake fear passion. They would make make up like like they're afraid of something. So they know that if they get these these memories of that thing happening that they've got an entropic on them yeah there's definitely some interesting stuff there i think um i i'd like to see more of these old unnatural entities that the the sort of idiosyncratic spins that the ua2e book puts on certain stuff like vampires and werewolves have always been fun to me and golems so i i i'd love to see some of this stuff used more in um in the three books as opposed to just, hey, here's a knockoff of Slenderman. Here's a creepy creepypasta about the cruel ones. Let's leave the cruel ones for another episode. Let's not do an episode about them at all. Uh, let's not. We can, let's not. We can fix them. We can fix them. I don't think they want no, to be actually, fixed, Thompson. I, I, I do have, I do actually have a, uh, a, uh, a ritual for summoning the cruel ones. Let, uh, let's, let's, let's not think about that. Well, let's just table that and then bury that table. I got it out. It's really line. easy to cast. It's super easy and... Oh, fuck. Francine, no! <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, man. I feel some empathy with that for, like, obvious reasons.
to know not what you consider noteworthy. I want to know what you consider so unnoteworthy that it becomes noteworthy. A grey tie. If you were in a suit, like you're in a suit-wearing scenario, yes. and you wore a grey tie, that would be so unnoteworthy as to be in itself noteworthy. So a grey tie... That could be so colourless, so not wanting to draw the eye, it would draw the eye. It's how you spot spies, isn't it? People who are just trying, trying to... to blend in so much, they blend it in so much they're noticeable. It's true. Like a chameleon. If there was a chameleon in here, yeah. it would stand out.